0: I just had, you know, I'm going to read 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4 to you and uh, just be, uh, just tell you a little something here about what the Lord has dealt with me about this week. And then um, we're just going to follow him. But I want to read this 1 Timothy chapter 4 and this is verse 6. It says, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto hast thou attained. Verse 8 says, For bodily exercise exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. And uh, godliness is a simple way for me to understand that, is just godlikeness, you know. And we praise God because we're born again. Um, That should come very easy to us because he's in us, amen. And so we just let him shine, hallelujah. Um, It's not, you know, necessarily outward appearance um, as, you know, Many times we try to control people's outward appearance and the way they look and you know, the way they, you know, wear their hair or their clothes or whatever. Um, it's an inward uh, uh, characteristic of God. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, godliness. And so let's look down at verse 12. Let no man despise thy youth. But be thou an example of the believers in word and conversation and charity and spirit and faith and purity. And then it says, "Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give themself, thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all and so um, there were some things uh, I was reading this and then reading some other things about uh, ministering to people and the call of God on our lives and that we pay attention to that calling and uh, really um, strive to fulfill the call of God on our life and I think we were praying Sunday morning about a little bit about you know uh, that we would apprehend that which we were apprehended for. Yeah. Yeah. And really, um, you know, examine that calling so that we uh, do what we're called to do. Yeah. Amen? And And um, I just have to be real honest. I have kind of neglected some of that calling. And the Lord reminded me of that this week. That... Um, there, I, of course, I'm called to be a teacher, a pastor and a teacher, but also there are some other things that I feel like I have neglected and, uh, that is just giving the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to move.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, I think it's very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure every minister has to answer for that part of what they're called to do because we all need to listen to the Holy Ghost. Uh, but I do believe there's an emphasis of the call of God in that part of my life that I need to be more aware of what he wants to do in a service and not just have my agenda and my teaching notes and, you know, that's it. Because uh, the Spirit of God has so many ways to reach people. Uh, Shannon was telling me before the service that uh, her dad was healed because she heard Reverend Benny Hinn give out a word of knowledge about healing. Someone's being healed of emphysema. And her dad wasn't even in the room when she heard it. He was in the hospital. And because he was faithful just to give out that word, she took it. She said, that's that's my dad. And she went up to the hospital and said, you're healed. Praise God. You're healed of emphysema. I just heard it through Reverend Benny Hinn. And he was, uh, you know, they were planning his funeral. It was a very serious medical issue with him. And uh, she said that the next day they released him from ICU, and he got better and better and lived 15 more years. So um, I believe that these words that the Spirit of God can can give during a service, um, can change people's lives. Maybe things we didn't even plan on saying or doing or being. Now, that doesn't mean we want to come up with things just to be spiritual. I'm not talking about that at all because I feel like when you try to manufacture things, it can really get in the flesh. And, uh you know, flesh stinks, right? <laughs> Let's just be real honest. Um But the Spirit gives life. And um, I have, through throughout my life in ministry, I have found out this through my own experience, that the Spirit of God can move different ways in different services. And it's many times hard to duplicate that again, you know. Um, Sometimes services are really loud and there's a lot of praise and shouting and dancing. And some services are very quiet. And the spirit of God would just come and sit, kind of sit on people, like He did on the Book of Acts. And the Bible says, "came and sat on them." <laughs> the Holy Ghost sat on them. And so, um, there's times uh, like that. And then. Um, You know, there's certain songs, David said this before, we've talked about this, and he said, you know, there's certain songs that like one time you'll sing it and the Spirit of God will just minister to everybody in the building and then everybody wants to sing that song the next 25 services because they got so blessed that one time. But that's not necessarily what the Spirit of God wants to do. He wants to sing whatever song he wants to sing, and some songs are new songs that haven't ever even been sung before. Um, so that, so that, you know, it takes faith to move in, uh, these, these type of leadings of the Spirit of God. It takes boldness. Amen. And then sometimes it just takes practice. Yes. You know, we just practice the Spirit of God and what we've since like, sense that He's trying to say to us and minister to us. And I know this church is very well taught in these things. Um, some of you online may maybe haven't heard some of this, but I believe that as we open ourselves up just to be aware of what the Spirit of God wants to do, then uh, we'll see uh, m- maybe many more blessings, amen, maybe many more healings, maybe uh, people getting born again and uh, filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So um anyway, so in saying all that, I, I got a song. It's an old song. David knows it that I feel like we should sing. And I know this is kinda of strange that you would sing before you <laughs> preach, especially me because I'm I'm not really a singer like some. But you know, we can all make a joyful noise, right? <laughs> so David, we come to the piano, we're just gonna sing uh the steadfast love of the Lord. And uh you don't have to stand up, but if you're at home listening, sing with us. Amen. I just believe this is this song was just in my heart today and I thought, well Let's follow that. Amen. To Praise God.
1: Hallelujah. I can remember the words.
0: <laughs> I I know the words. Oh, you yeah, got okay. Yeah. The
1: steadfast love
0: of the Lord, Lord
1: never ceases. His, His mercies they never come to the Lord. The Lord.
0: They are new oh, every morning. New every morning.
1: Great is Thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, oh. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is Thy faithfulness.
0: Hallelujah! There you go. Let's sing it. Thou art the Sun of the Lord. Never ceases His mercies. Never come
1: to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning.
0: So mighty, so gracious. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So grateful to you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, the Bible says that um, uh, that in, in the morning that there's light and illumination and everything. I used to think that that was the dawning of the day. But really, morning is one minute after midnight. You know, it, it's, it could be like at the darkest time. Amen. That his light shines through and his mercy and his love and his graciousness. And um, I like that song because, you know, his love is so steadfast when we can we can be all over the place at times, <laughs> just all over the place. Right. With all the different uh, things in life that pressure brings pressure or stress or anxiety. Um, but his steadfast love just holds us in place. And this word is an anchor, the Bible says, to our soul. And it's so important because. Um, we know that anxiety and stress can can bring on so many horrible things in our life. Yes. And isn't it nice to know that you can just cast all that over on the Lord yes. and let Him handle the problems. Yes. And He is a great problem solver. Yes. Amen. Has the power to do things that we couldn't do. So praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, let's look at a couple of things here and it goes right along with the love of God. And I'm going to... Uh, start reading with uh Ephesians chapter one and there were some things I saw in my just personal time of study this week. Uh we just read be nourished up in the faith and I started thinking about that word nourished. Um, and uh Ephesians, let's see what let's go to Ephesians chapter five first here because it talks again about being nourished and um The word nourish means to provide that which is needed for someone to be healthy, to grow and to develop. And we know because of food, you know, you want to have food with nourishment in it and not just empty calories or junk food that doesn't have really any vitamins or minerals. And and, uh, I was thinking about things that we hear can really nourish us or sometimes poison us, you know, the or, or, or just be empty words that don't bring anything. Um, so that the Bible says that we ought to be careful what we hear. So that we can be nourished. Amen. That we can grow and develop and become healthy uh, Christians. So um, the nour- n- nourishment helps us to sustain in Christ and who we are in Christ. So um, I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 1. And um well I, I just said six and I didn't read it. Sorry. Let's go to six first. Um it says uh, and it's comparing here uh the family to the church and Christ. Really is talking about Christ and the church, but he compares it to a marriage and how um this is gonna work the right way, how you know marriage is gonna work, and it says um Husband, love your wives, verse 25, even as Christ loved the church. You know, if Christ loved the church, we ought to love the church, right? Amen. (laughs) That ought to be a high priority for us because we see here Christ loves the church. And let me just say a little footnote there. The devil hates the church. (laughs) He hates the church. And so Christ loves the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with a washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth. There's the word, nourish and cherisheth it. And look at this, even as the Lord, the church, the church is so precious to the Lord and he wants to nourish us. Remember, we're the church, we're the body of Christ. He wants to nourish us and he cherishes us. You know, when you get into a bad place in your mind, uh, maybe thinking God doesn't know your name or care about you, you ought to just read that scripture and say, oh, no, devil, he cherishes me. Yes. The Lord cherishes me. And then um, it goes on to say, for we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. This cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined into his wife. The two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself and see that uh, uh that she reverence her husband. So here we see the Lord nourishing, cherishing the church, loving the church, giving himself for the church. And so be assured that he loves you, amen, and he wants you nourished up in the word of faith. All right, Ephesians chapter 1. Of course, you know this is a famous prayer, one of them, that Paul prayed. And um, and reading through this and praying this week these things for for us and for y'all. Verse 16 says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the, the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So these things we see here about how we need to know by revelation, by the spirit of wisdom, and this is how this knowledge comes, who Christ is, the knowledge of him. Why do we need to know that? Because when we find out more and more who he is, we know more and more about who we are Amen. and uh living in Florida, you know I've lived in Florida most of my life, and you know I, I people would come to Florida, and young people sometimes leave their families come, and they'd say, "I'm just trying to find myself <laughs> you know," and they'd come to the beach because i don't know maybe. They thought they could find themselves at the beach. But, you know, you're not going to find yourself anywhere except in Christ. That's the true you. Amen. And so as we get to know him, then we can get to know who we are and what we're supposed to be doing on the earth. And it really is a beautiful connection, who we are in Christ. Now, when we say that, it helps me to think about who we are joined to Christ because he's the head and we're his body. And yeah. so um, as, you know, uh, a, you, a body without a head would be weird. A head without a body would be weird. But as we're joined together, uh, then it, it functions beautifully. But we need to know um, what our head, Christ, wants the body to do. Now, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because that's where we're going to get the directions. That's where we're going to get the information that we need, the wisdom, peace, love, joy, all of it. It comes from the head. And as we are joined with him in Christ, then we can receive all of that nourishment that we need to be everything that he's called us to be. So the connection in Christ is so important to realize, and I just exhort you daily to to give thanks to the Lord because we are in Christ. Amen? Because we have been joined to Christ. And then uh, secondly, that we can be nourished because of that. We can be nourished. And then thirdly, this is, and most of these prayers bring this up, something about the power that we have over the enemy. In other words, our position now. And when you've become uh, familiar with the position that you are in Christ, it really helps with the authority that we need to know that we have. Amen? Um, it helps our daily walk. It helps our prayer life. It helps um, ministering to other people that we know. Uh, we're not ministering out of our own strength or ability, but we're ministering out of of the power of Christ and that's what's going to make a difference in people's life so that's I wanted to emphasize those three things tonight connection a nourishment and then the position that you have in Christ over all the power of the enemy hallelujah and know that that is so extensive that we have to pray that we can understand it you know we have to pray that we can understand the greatness of His power towards us. Because, you know, it, it's just, I believe, something that our minds sometimes can't grasp, but our spirits can. So um, we can renew our mind to that. Hallelujah. I was uh talking to David about yesterday, I guess, or maybe this morning. It all runs together. <laughs> we talk a lot. But... um uh, I was riding by the school that's near our neighborhood, and it said, Welcome Back Otters. That's the team, I guess, the mascot, otters. And when I read that sign, the Spirit of God said to me, Why don't you put your faith out for something here? I said, Okay. He said, Why don't you put your faith out that in the United States of America, there will not be a school shooting this year at Amen. all? God. I wasn't even thinking about any of, any of that, you know. And then I thought, well, praise God, I'm a U.S. citizen. <laughs> Amen. I have authority here in the United States of America, and I'm definitely a citizen of heaven. Amen. And the Bible says, whatever we bind on earth is bound in the heaven; God. whatever we loose on earth is loose in the heaven. Yeah. So I just took authority right then, and you know I would appreciate your agreement and faith with that too, because there does not need to be disable. If we have authority, amen, amen? and if we use that authority. And we know um, another prayer is uh, that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above anything that we can ask or think. According to the power that works in us. And the words of the Lord are power working in us. When we get a word like that, I believe it's the Spirit of God wanting us to do something. And I've seen him do it. I've seen him... I remember, um, and I've told some of you this, uh, when we were having our Gulf Coast Conventions in Panama City Beach, uh, year after year, um, there were some dates that were, weren't ever open because of spring break. And we couldn't secure the facilities there, the convention centers, because it was all spring breakers. And that was fine. We just worked around it and did what we needed to do. But um spring break became worse and worse and worse uh, to the point that it had gotten dangerous for kids, you know, really, really dangerous with gangs and drugs and people were being molested and there was just all kinds of horribleness going on. And then that particular year, I think there were seven kids shot uh, on the beach. So um, at our Gulf Coast convention, we uh i I was supposed to preach over the saturday morning and uh, a pastor was there and as soon as i stood up in the pulpit the lord said he's supposed to preach this morning this pastor and i said okay so i called him up i said you've got the meeting right now so he hesitated a minute and then he just went off preaching like his hair was on fire amen and he preached about the authority of the believer and that we were all deputized that day with the name of Jesus. And we could use it in power and see the results of the authority that we take. Well, while he was preaching all this, the Spirit of God said to me, take authority over spring break. And so when he finished, I got up and I said, uh, the Spirit of God has said to me that we need to take authority here over spring break that this does not need to go on anymore. It's just ridiculous that we have authority. This is our city, and um, we don't let the devil just have it. So um, we, and I even had remembered that Panama City Beach, Ruby, you'll remember this, used to be called the Miracle Strip. That's what they called Panama City Beach, the Miracle Strip. Not just churches called it that. Everybody called it that. So I said, let's, let's call it the miracle strip. Amen. And, um, so we did. We took authority, we prayed, and that was it. So the next year come, comes around, and I want to ask Patsy Caminetti, my, who was my roommate at Bible school. I want to ask her to come and preach for us. And she said, the only date I have open is March the 1st. Well, that's when spring break starts. And so I thought, well, I'll go ask. You know, beg, plead and see if, if we can work this out with the convention center. So I go and I talk to my friend there who's, uh, managing the convention center. And I said, I know that March is spring break, but is there any way that we can work that first, you know, couple of week days in that weekend? And she goes, well, sure we can. I said, why? She said, cause we don't have spring break here anymore. And I said, what? she said we don't have spring break here anymore they have outlawed alcohol on the beach and nobody wants to come here for spring break so we're wide open for march i said oh praise god i had not had i didn't have any idea but since that point in time when we prayed and i I know others were praying too i'm not just saying that it was us you know but but we did obey the lord amen and um from that point till the next time I went in there to ask for a meeting, isn't it miraculous? The way she said it, we don't have spring break here anymore. I thought, wow, this is awesome. Amen? Praise God. So um, uh, in saying all that, I thought, why not pray that we're not going to have any school shootings this year in the United States of America? Amen? I believe that God is moving on people to make uh, a demand where our authority is concerned. Yes. And step out and be bold. Amen? About that. So praise the Lord. Let's read Ephesians chapter 3. Are you with me still? A couple more minutes and then we'll go. Ephesians chapter 3, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. Now, I would think that that is a part of being nourished. Amen? To be strengthened with might. Now, nourishment is going to bring strength in your life. And that's why it's important to have a local church. To have a pastor that watches for your soul. Because that's going to be a nourishment to you and to your family and, and, you know, every part of your being. Is hearing the word from your local pastor. And having that shepherd uh, that leads and guides and directs the sheep as the Lord leads him or her, you know. And... um, Uh, I think it's vitally important for the nourishment of people. And so, strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend what is the breadth and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And that is so interesting because, you know, Jesus said the fullness uh, or the word says the fullness of the Godhead is in him and then we're in him. So it's available. It's there. But we have to, again, pray that we realize these things, that uh, that it dawns on us. You know, we use that term terminology, it dawns on us. But that's when the light comes and we see who we are in Christ. And so um, then it says, now unto him, and we just quoted this, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. And to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Praise God. And then look at Colossians one 9 we We'll see a couple of more prayers here in, for the church there. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We're supposed to know the will of God. It is not supposed to be a mystery to us. His word is his will and he reveals his will to us also through prayer that lines up with his word. It always lines up with the word. But we are to be filled with the knowledge of His will. You know, I grew up in a church. They said, you will not ever know what God's going to do. You can't ever know. Because He is, you know, and on and on about Him. Which He is wonderful. He is great. He is amazing. uh, Remarkable. Awesome. However, He wants us to know His will. <laughs> Amen? He wants us to know His will more than we want to know His will. So think about that when you're wanting... You know, and, and searching and thinking, well, you know, I just don't know the will of God here. I don't understand what his will is. Pray this prayer right here that says we would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's how you're going to see his will. That's how you're going to know his will. And I'm telling you, these prayers I'm, I'm talking about tonight are so powerful. Brother Hagen said he started praying these prayers, uh, Kenneth e. Hagen, um, and he before long it it so changed him that he couldn't even believe what he had been preaching before. It the revelation and the knowledge and the wisdom that started coming forth out of his ministry was so much uh, brighter and 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 you know more extensive than he he than he could ever. Imagine that he said, what in the world have I been preaching? <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. And he'd been preaching for years. But just praying these prayers can absolutely change your life. And, and if you're in ministry, can change your ministry. Um, that you would walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of Him. Strengthened with all might, there we go again, strengthened, nourished, hallelujah, according to the glorious power and to patience and long suffering with joyfulness, Amen. giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin. So you see these patterns in these prayers. Pray for His will. Pray for wisdom. Pray for spiritual understanding that you would be fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. And then you see always thankfulness. Amen. Always thanksgiving. Always thankfulness. And then you usually see something about you have power over the devil. These are things He wants to emphasize to us. And that we would pray that we would understand these things. And then tonight, let's. this is the last scripture. Colossians chapter 2. And uh, let's read, let's see. 9 and 10. It says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of Christ, of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So our position in Christ is far above all principality and power. Hallelujah. Are you glad about that? Me too. So glad that you can come into your prayer closet knowing before any word is said that you have authority over the devil. Amen. We do not have to be afraid of him. We do not have to be scared. We don't have to live in fear. The Bible says resist him. And he will flee. Someone said years ago, that means run as in terror from you. That's your position in Christ. It's not him beating you up all the time and, oh, the devil's trying to torment me and torture me and the devil, the devil, the devil. Sometimes we give him way too much credit and glory. We should just stomp on him. That's where he belongs is under our feet. And I'm telling you, you have to talk sternly sometimes to the enemy. I love our pastor when he uh, preached Sunday morning. He was preaching on the prayer uh, prayer petition and then prayer of agreement. Um, And then he said, you know, sometimes you are loud in prayer, but you don't always have to be loud in prayer. You can whisper and be really serious and fervent about your prayer. Amen. So it's not the loudness or the softness, but it's the fervency, that heartfelt prayer. When you mean what you're saying. And I believe that's some kind of connection, you know, to the authority of the believer. Um, I remember years ago, my mother, she had a ear that stopped up for some reason. It, she couldn't hear out of her ear. And this was years and years ago. She's pretty young to have this happen. And she's mother never was sick. She just never had illness ever. She, you know, just never had a real problem with anything physically. And so it was strange to see her in that situation. And she said she had been, you know, quoting the scripture uh, by his stripes. I was healed and I believe I'm healed. And, you know, and she said one day she just said she got so mad at the devil. And she said, devil, I mean, loose my ear right now. And she said that moment it popped open. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to use a little, you know, it's like when we call our dog, come here, come here and get over here now, <laughs> you know, you have to use a little strength in your voice and some heartfelt sustenance going forth. Amen. And so, um, I think that that's in- interesting when, you know, y- you can, we can kind of pair it off words at times and then, you know, the heartfelt prayer is the one that's going to avail much. Hallelujah. Now, look at verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Now, if he's triumphant over them, and we are joined with him, and we are in him, and he is in us, who else is triumphant over him? We are. Amen? We are triumphant. Let no man judge you in meat or drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moon or of Sabbath days which are a shadow of things to come but the body is of Christ. In verse 19, And not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having, what? Nourishment. Yes. Nourishment. Ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God. Praise the Lord. So in other words, when we hold the head precious, when we hold the Lord Jesus Christ precious to us, and we have a good head on our shoulders, amen, the, the best, and um, when we hold the head, then every all, all the parts, all the joints, all the bands, we all have nourishment ministered to us, and we're knit together. And we increase with the increase of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Will you get anything out of that tonight? Amen. Well, let's stand up. Praise God. And uh, just worship the Lord for a minute. Father, we just thank you for this time that we can come together. That we can talk about our Lord Jesus Christ. And what he's done for us. And what he will do for others as we minister the word to them and give them. Hope and faith and joy and peace through the words that you give to us, Lord. That we can also be nourishers as you have nourished us. And we thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. May we realize our position in Christ Jesus. The authority that you've so freely given to us. That whatever we disallow in the heavens is disallowed on earth. That whatever we allow in the heavens is allowed on the earth. We thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name. I take authority over any evil spirits of harassment that would harass anyone here or anyone listening on live stream. In the name of Jesus, be set free right now from the harassing evil voice. Of de- demons, demon spirits, in Jesus' name. Thank you for peace, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the peace of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Glory and honor and praise to you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Well, let's sing one verse of this, then we'll
1: go. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, my Father, there is no. Thou changed thy compassions yeah. may feed as thou has been before yeah. yeah. ever.
0: spirit. Amen. We'll see you Sunday.